1: The Foss Corporation, LLC.
0: We were laying back and listening back, leaning in, in our chairs, checking out all the music that we recorded and just with our eyes closed... jumps out of his chair looks over at me and i said jim what's up did you push my chair and i was just like uh jim (laughs) yeah i'm way over here man i didn't do anything And he's like man this is crazy so jim decided to get up and go to the bathroom and came back to the recording studio, went into the control room and had this white, you know, state of shock look on his face. And said, I just I just saw a ghost. And I said, Really? How do you know? He says, Well this guy walked by me in the bathroom. Disappeared in the stall. And there was nobody there in the stall, or there was no voice vanished. He was starting to get pretty freaked out. And at that point, I said, Well, let me see if anybody else is here in the studio. He says, No, nah, this is empty. I, I know it's empty. Everyone's gone. All around us, the you know, the other studios in the area were were empty. Everyone had gone home. The only person that was still there was the receptionist. Walked down the hallway to the lounge. We walked up together. I got right to the door uh, casing. A voice said, don't come in here. You're not invited. <laughs> There's like a wall there. There's a presence there. Out of my left corner of my eye, I saw this mass of air that looked like a small cloud floating across the room. Hi, this is Deborah LeBlanc, author of Witch's Fury, and you're listening to Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast with Aaron Hunter.
1: Welcome, I'm Aaron Hunter, purveyor of paranormal stories, the occult and the unexplained. Welcome to RPA, I hope you enjoy your stay. Hey guys, Aaron here and Britt is currently away And it is Monday, May 4th, 2020, episode 229 How is everyone out there around the world doing? And man, I am glad to be back in the hot seat And bread is currently away because you know the situation around the world right now And we are currently still in quarantine But I'm not going to say too much more about that Because uh, I'm sure we are sick of watching the news day in and day out about that sort of thing and so what we're going to do today is we're going to do some more listener stories. We have interviews being set up for the near future, so look for that. But, yeah, we have a big backlog, and we want to tell your guys' the stories. And, of course, if you do have your own experience that you want to share to the world, go ahead and send your story to Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at realparanormalactivity.com, and I'll read it off on a future episode. But, yeah, I hope everyone out there is doing well. We are just fine. I miss you, Britt, if you're uh, listening. Yeah, but Britt has sent me her packet for the new uh, listener stories that we're going to read off today by email. Yeah, I love technology. (laughs) And for announcements, uh, tomorrow, Tuesday, will be a brand-new show of Aaron's Horror Show with Mr. Aaron Froyo. This Wednesday, though, there will not be a new Terry's Mysterious Moments with Terry from Texas. He's going to take the day off, so he'll be back next weekend. Terry, enjoy your time off. And also, don't forget this past Friday, we released all the new video shows. So if you haven't had a chance to watch those, check them out. Very well produced. And I think that's it. Yeah, it's nice and warm over here. You know, spring is in the air. And hopefully we can get through this sort of a little glitch in 2020. (laughs) Kind of a rough ride starting off the new year, huh? Yeah, I tell you. So just hang in there and hang out with us here at RPA. And hopefully you'll find something that you like, either the video shows or some of the other audio shows. And so with that, I think that's it, guys. Yeah. So you know what that means. Yeah, that's right. Come on. Come on. Say it with me. Oh, man, yeah. Two, the story didn't follow me right this way. No pushing, no shoving, and the fans are going nice and cool in here. You guys know the deal. Go ahead and grab a beanbag out of the corner there, and don't forget your popsicle in the freezer over there. We got grape, cherry, lime, and, of course, the fabled orange popsicles. Go ahead and grab one, find an empty spot, and as usual, I'm gonna get behind my desk here and sit down, get comfy. I still need a new chair. (laughs) This chair is comfy though, it's all worn in, but yeah, it's uh, it's starting to fall fall apart here. All right, I printed off the packet, and Britt, if you're listening, thank you for doing that for me. She does a lot of uh, time-saving stuff. You guys just don't know. (laughs) You don't know. All right, oh wow, she chose, uh, yep. She chose some long ones, and we got a medium one here. All right. Let me take a sip of my green tea real quick. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, man. So good when it hits the lips, I tell you, man. All right. The first one. This one is titled "Granddad," and it's by Kim. Okay, Kim. Let's see what you got, man. Eight years ago, on the 24th of December, close to midnight, my granddad, Ralph, died of a heart attack. At least, that's what I think it was. He died so suddenly, and when me and my mom got the text saying that he was in the hospital and just took his last breath, we were so shocked we couldn't sleep all night. After several days, we still couldn't believe that he was gone. But did that stop him from being around us? Uh, Not really. Just a few years, not sure how many, probably two or three, after he passed away we all felt that things were different at home but it was me who he tried to make himself notice to the most that's what i think at least the others in the family didn't talk much about it my first experience i had with him started very softly as i was sitting at the computer editing videos when all of a sudden I feel this cold wind breeze going around my neck and vanishes just as quick. I know there was no air current because it was on a hot summer evening and we don't have air ventilation that would be that strong, but I knew it was something. It wasn't the first time I've had an experience, so I knew what was going on, but I was still confused about what happened. Not much happened for a while until Mom told me when she was cleaning the living room and was about to watch the TV. She saw what looked like two fingers removing some dust as if someone wanted to show, hey, clean the TV, it's, it's dirty, which my granddad was a bit like. Really nice, but wanted to be in control. I had my doubts about it, but I still believed her. Another few years passed after that with no experiences, no feelings, nothing. Until a late night when I was home alone, just going upstairs to sit down by the computer to finish homework. When I started my homework, I heard this loud male whisper in my ear saying, what are you doing? It gave me massive chills and I ran downstairs as fast as I could and refused to go up there the rest of the night, which ended with me sleeping on the couch. And, of course, when I told everyone I know about it, they didn't believe me. Once again, a couple of years passed with no experiences at all, as if Grandad is playing with us or just need to store up more energy to do what he's doing. The last thing that happened to me before things began to calm down was that I went down the basement to check the fridge. And as I walked down the last steps, I could see this figure in the corner of my eye walking into the room where our heat generator is. I completely froze and walked slowly upstairs. Uh, Since then, I'm always scared to go down there. I know it had to be him, but it still makes me nervous. Since then, I told myself that I wanted to try to get proof that the people who are dead are still there with us. Not often, but a few times when I feel brave enough, I go to places like the graveyard or any place that is said to have some sort of haunting and to try to capture voices on my phone recorder. But my main goal with it is to capture my granddad. I did capture two voices so far, Uh, Not him sadly And as far as experiences There have been some small moments uh, Knocking on walls Footsteps upstairs uh, Chills and so on But it's not bothering me Nowadays it's not scaring me Unless it surprises me Thanks for reading love the podcast And it ends that way And that's from Kim Kim, hey thank you very much for sharing that Yeah little things like that huh nothing's happening at your house we get this all the time unfortunately someone you know a loved one a friend passes away uh, and then odd things start happening that you notice yeah we get that a lot it's not unusual the odd thing about this though is uh it sounds like you got uh years of you know just dead time i'll call it you know nothing's happening years will go by i'm surprised you don't forget it you don't forget about them right during that time but then i suppose when things start up again then you realize it must be him he's back (laughs) yeah yeah it's not often we i think i have read a few stories about that where it's usually attachments where people something's following them around and you know for a month or so things will you know you'll notice some things odd things around the house and then years will go by um, with nothing happening, you actually forget about whatever, you know, you just say, ah, that was just a crazy time, whatever and then things start up again yeah, that's that's usually when I read about stuff like that but, yeah well, at least your granddad's around, huh it's not really bothering you, like you said unless uh, something surprises you out of nowhere, yeah, that would be me probably spook me, <laughs> alright, man hey, Kim, thank you very much for sharing that great story alright, what do we got, what's next? This one is titled Lake House, and it's by Shh. <laughs> Great nickname. Okay, Shh. Uh, let's uh, let's see what you got, man. My mother-in-law passed around 5 p.m. in May of 2009, and she died in the kitchen of her home. Her home is called the Lake House. The Lake House is a late 1800s Victorian home in College Park, Maryland. My husband, Steve, and I received the news of her passing that night from his brother, Donald, and we went to Maryland to stay with Donald that night. The next morning, we made arrangements for his mother. Around noon, Steve, Donald, Donald's girlfriend, Stacy, and I came back to their parents' house. All of us walked through every room, and I listened as Steve and Donald reflected on memories. We ended the tour of the home with going downstairs into the basement. Steve and Don were talking about all of the junk down there when all of us heard a loud thump from upstairs around the kitchen area. We all looked at each other and Stacy volunteered to go upstairs and see what the noise was. She went up and said nothing was out of place. We took it as the house was settling and went back to talking. I was getting bored listening to the guys talking about car parts, so I told them I was going upstairs too. I was making my way up the steps when I felt someone grab my left shoulder. I turned and looked behind me and no one was there. I looked at the blank wall to my left and tried to figure out what could have touched me. I yelled down at Steve and asked him if he grabbed my shoulder and he said no, that he and Donald were still well down into the basement. I shrugged it off. Steve and Donald came upstairs shortly after and went outside to cut the grass. Stacy was sitting at the kitchen table messing with her cell phone. She didn't seem interested in talking to me, so I told her that I was going to go from room to room taking pictures. She said okay. The downstairs consisted of a kitchen, dining room, living room, and a sitting room. I took pictures of those. By the front door is the main winding stairwell that leads to the upstairs hallway. I was halfway up the main stairwell when I heard what sounded like a man's exhale, just a a loud breath. I got a little creeped out, but I passed it off as noise coming from outside. At the top of the stairwell was my husband's grandparents' bedroom. I took a picture. I moved down the hallway to Donald's bedroom. I took another picture. I moved further down the hallway to my husband's bedroom. I took a picture. Before I could take a picture of my in-laws bedroom and their bathroom, I heard a noise. It sounded like someone had opened the heavy wooden door at the bottom of the small stairwell. I froze for a second. Then, I heard what sounded like someone switch on the upstairs hall light, although the light never came on. I moved back towards the top of the main stairwell. I thought to myself that someone was coming upstairs. I thought it might have been Donald and that he wouldn't like me taking pictures of his mother's home. While I'm thinking this, I hear clear footsteps coming up the small stairwell So I hurriedly ran down the main stairwell so if it was Donald, he wouldn't see me taking pictures. Whoever had gone upstairs didn't have time to come back down the steps before I made it to the kitchen. I was just about running. When I got to the kitchen, Stacy was still sitting at the table texting and the wooden door to the back stairwell was closed. I asked her who went upstairs. She said, no one went upstairs. I told her that I heard someone coming up the steps, and I thought it was probably her boyfriend, so I came down in a hurry. I told her I didn't think he would understand why I wanted pictures of all the rooms, and I didn't want to make him mad. She said Steve and Donald were still cutting the grass. I asked her if she was sitting at the table the whole time. She said, yeah, I was shocked. I was confused. I told her point blank that someone was upstairs. There had to be. I I know what I heard. I went up the small stairwell and looked around upstairs and found nothing. I came back down the main stairwell feeling like I was losing my mind. Later on that evening at Donald's house, my husband and I were laying in bed getting ready to go to sleep. I told my husband what had happened in the house earlier that day. He's not a big believer in the paranormal, but given the amount of death that has taken place in the lake house, his mother, father, brother Sean, died in the house, he said anything was possible. The next morning was the day of his mother's funeral. I got out of bed and took a shower. I put on a button-up black dress, shirt, and a skirt. I go downstairs and Donald said, What's wrong with your neck? I looked in my compact mirror and there were scratch marks going from my jawline down my neck. Two marks on each side. My husband slept in the same bed as me and his skin was fine. Given what I had experienced the day before, along with these unexplainable scratches, made me realize that something outside of my control was going on. These experiences shook me for a while and made me fully aware of my surroundings. Thank you for reading. And that was by Sh... I still love that nickname. Hey, Sh... uh, Thank you very much for uh, sharing your story. I loved it. Yeah, the thing is, you know, I, I question about the scratch marks. I know you had them, but usually that sort of thing, well, for one for one thing getting scratched is pretty rare and everything I've read about um, throughout the years is even like I said it's even rare but normally there's something bad going on at a location you know either it's a house or a hospital or um, you know a business of sorts and it's usually you know evil pretty bad malicious um something there doesn't like you or doesn't like anyone there that's usually when um, people get scratched um and so this is supposedly a you know this is the family home um and you weren't doing anything bad except for wandering about so you know i um let me just throw this out there uh, is that um you know there's been times where i'll be walking around whatever um and, you know, I look in the mirror, right, uh, wash my face, whatever, and I notice there might be some scratches on my neck or maybe on my hands. And I don't think nothing of it because, if you think about it, there are times where you might just automatically, you know, you get an itch and you just start scratching yourself and you leave red marks. And those red marks might stay there for a little bit of time. And, of course, when I see these, you know, on my hands or whatever, you know, it's just... um you just don't realize that you're scratching yourself because of a niche. You know, it's just uh it's just a habit. Yeah, you know, maybe, you know, you might want to consider that sort of thing happening, that you might have been scratching your, you know, your neck at the time while you're uh, getting ready for the funeral. I don't know. But then again, as far as the things that were going on there, who knows? It's just curious to think about, right? Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much for sharing that. Good story. Thank you yeah, yeah, you know, getting scratched by you know, again, that's pretty rare stuff, really, really rare stuff when, uh, if you can confirm it and it's also scary not good, I mean because you basically just got attacked and like I said, it's usually uh, when something uh, malicious is uh, happening at the location that you're at which then I would suggest just to get the heck out of there (laughs) yeah, uh, it's always bad stuff yeah, some of the stuff I've read throughout the years, research, Catholic Church, things that could happen—that's been verified—can um, be debunked. Uh, yeah, it's some pretty scary stuff. And it's a—it's an uphill battle too. Uh, there's been a—I think I mentioned this in the in uh, season one, season two. One of my favorite books is, uh, if I can remember the title of the book, uh, the Demon of, oh man, the Demon of Brownsville. I think that's what it was. It happened in Pennsylvania at this uh very large home a uh, mini mansion sort of thing, yeah, they had a hard time with whatever was staying there and I'm not you know in case you guys go look for it on Amazon or wherever I don't want to say too much more, but yeah it was a it was a pretty bad honey, yeah, you know? and it took from what I remember over a year doing battle with this thing, yeah, you know some of these stories where uh you know you hear people saying. You know, nothing really bad is happening. You're just getting spooked by it, getting scared. And if it's actually trying to scare you or not, who knows? You know, many times I think people just scare themselves, whereas whatever's there doesn't mean to scare you, right? It just kind of surprises you once in a while. But what I'm getting at sometimes, these people say that they just speak out loud, right? Saying, hey, I know you're here. Please stop, you're scaring me. You can stay here if you want. And normally, you know, which is pretty interesting if you think about it, all of a sudden it stops whatever's happening you know things disappearing doors slamming um, footsteps all of a sudden it all stops and all of a sudden you're at peace it's kind of weird how that happens but yeah yeah the well you know these things that are scratching you attacking you yeah those things don't go away like that (laughs) it's pretty bad stuff okay i'm rambling on i know i know all right next what do we got (laughs) sorry guys what do we got here This one is called The Ghost, and it's by Horse Lover. Okay, Horse Lover, let's see what you got, man. It all started about 16 years ago when we bought our house from our grandparents. After living there for a few weeks, weird things started happening. We would hear knocking noises throughout the house, doors shutting on their own, lights that would either turn on or off and sometimes even faint voices. Most of the time, we more or less just ignored it and didn't let it bother us. For our children, it was another story. Once they started getting old enough to realize what was happening, they were scared. It also had a negative effect on their relationships with others because not many of their friends wanted to come to the house because of it. We dealt with it the best we could. In 2007, my husband was transferred to another state with his job and we moved out of the house. Our oldest son, who was still in college, decided to stay in the house until he graduated. Two weeks or so after we moved, our son called and said things were getting worse. He woke up one morning around 4 a.m. and couldn't get back to sleep. He had been lying there for a while when he heard his dog walking up and down the hallway through the dining room and kitchen back and forth. It went on for a few minutes or so when he finally got out of bed to see what Max was doing. As he stepped out of bed, Max was sleeping on the floor. He got back into bed and refused to move until it finally stopped. We would come home once a month and usually stay anywhere between four to five days. It seemed like every time we would come home, things would get worse. Rather than go on and on about every single thing that happened, I want to talk about the most terrifying experiences. One night, we had just finished some laundry in the basement and were heading up the steps with our German shepherd, Raquel, right behind us. We got to the top shut the door and immediately Raquel spun around and leapt at then attacked the lower part of the basement door trying to get at whatever was on the other side that same night the tv turned on and off and the banging in the basement was louder than it had ever been the next month we returned and the first night we were back Myself, my husband, and our daughter-in-law were sitting at the dining room table with three of our dogs all resting on the floor. We were the only ones home, just having a quiet conversation, when out of nowhere we all heard a woman say, Hey there little doggies, how are yous? All three dogs jumped up and ran to the basement door barking. I asked both my husband and daughter-in-law to repeat a part of what was said. If I had heard that when I was alone, I would have thought it was cracking up for sure. I get goosebumps just thinking back about it. The next incident that happened, I was there alone. All of a sudden, the banging started in the basement. This time so loud I thought the washing machine was getting tossed around. I called my father-in-law and he came over laughing, of course, and telling me I was hearing things. I ignored him and asked him if he would at least stay until after I was asleep. And he did. I was awakened early the next morning by my father-in-law knocking on the door. He told me that he was watching TV after I had fallen asleep and when the movie was over, he went to leave when he swore he heard a lady crying in the basement. He said as he walked down the steps to check it out, the crying got louder the closer he got to the laundry room. He said he he stopped at the doorway to the laundry room and she was still crying. He yelled for it to show itself, but it stopped altogether. Keep in mind, this is a guy that was a complete disbeliever and laughed at me and told me I was hearing things. The next bad experience we had was a month later. It was early evening and of course, the loud banging started up in the basement. This time, Jeff had enough. He went downstairs with me and my son behind him and said some stupid things to whatever was making all the noise. In seconds, After he did, we heard a scream upstairs. We ran upstairs and a scream came from the basement. I swear, it was playing games. We stood upstairs for a bit when all of a sudden we heard a horrible moaning sound coming from one of the bedrooms. We said, that's enough and got a hotel room for the rest of the weekend. The last and probably the most terrifying event to happen started when I was coming up from the basement. I just felt like something was walking behind me and feeling sick and tired of everything. I turned around and said out loud, Oh, you you don't scare me. That night I had a dream that I was in the middle of a field and some people were burying me alive. I was awakened by Jeff who was literally carrying me out of the bedroom, shaking me and screaming for me to wake up. When I did, my neck was sore and I could barely breathe, gasping for air. Call me crazy, but I to this day believe I was being choked. In 2011 we moved back into the house and are currently living there. What I am really confused about is that since we've moved back, we haven't heard a peep. No knocking, no nothing. My fear every day is that it's going to start up all over again. Is there anything I can do to prevent this from ever coming back? And that's from Horse Lover. Horse Lover, thank you very much for sharing that. And that creeped me out. Yeah. Um, what can I say man you did the right thing uh, later on in the story you finally had enough and you left and spent the rest of your visit at a hotel I would have left earlier than that <laughs> I'm just saying um, you know I I wish you would you bought the house from your grandparents Um. I I I wonder what they have to say about this sort of thing. I mean, you you bought it, what at the beginning? You yeah, you bought it from your grandparents, and it was quiet for a few weeks, and then some, and it started up, huh? I wonder what. Yeah, you know that'll be interesting to hear what your grandparents have to say about that. They, I mean, how long have they lived there? They lived there for years and years, decades. They've half, you know, there got to be some sort of information there. Well, yeah, I don't know if there's multiple spirits there or what. I mean, what, you, that one incident where you had your three dogs and your guys are sitting in the kitchen just talking around the kitchen table and you hear a female voice saying, Hey, there, little doggies, hey, there, little doggies. how are yous? And, uh, of course, uh, you got the lady crying in the basement and then you got those bangs in the basement, you know. I can relate to this house um, for those of you who are new i used to be a complete skeptic about this stuff I used to laugh at people about the paranormal I just didn't believe in it you know it, it didn't make any sense you know i'm an it guy ones and zeros um you know? but what i'm getting at with the bangs in the basements i i stayed at a farmhouse and it was haunted and my girlfriend was written it and i stayed there for the spring and summer and one thing about my girlfriend at the time you know we split Uh, a, a few years back but you know she's more educated than I am she has her master's degree she was in the army and at the time she worked she was a state agent she was a parole officer so she has her head screwed on straight and she used to tell me these stories about the house that she was at before I came to visit with her during the spring and summer I stayed there and I didn't believe her but yeah one of the things that happened at that house that and that's basically what turned me into okay there's something with the paranormal because I couldn't figure this out what was going on at the house Uh, but yeah there was at one point in the middle of the day there was this loud crash this bang in the basement so yeah when you are talking about bangings in the basement that kind of creeped me out because I remember that noise <laughs> there's nothing quite like it you know just imagine yourself being home all alone right and then all of a sudden you know there's no one there and you got a dog with you, whatever. You know, it's been quiet the whole day, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, there's banging in the basement, and it just echoes. You know, there's something down there hitting that thing, or maybe not. That's what's going through your head. Yeah, it, it's spooky, man. <laughs> it's spooky. Okay, I'm rambling on. Sorry about that, but yeah, horse lover. Uh, what can you do? Hey, you know, whatever faith you believe in, go speak that spir- Go speak to the spiritual leader of that faith every faith has some sort of uh, plan on how to deal with things like this and just tell that individual the story and I'm sure they'll give you some pointers or you know help you out but it looks like you don't need help but uh, yeah at the end here it says that uh, is there anything you can do to prevent this from ever coming back yeah why did it go away I don't know I you know I'm no uh, expert and um, this is odd that it's gone yeah, you've been there for you, know, you moved back in 2011. So 9 years, right? That's just where they just left. Yeah. I don't know. That's interesting about the crying lady though. Yeah, your grandparents, I think your grandparents hold the key if they're still around, you know. Go talk to them. All right. Great story. Creep me out. I can relate. <laughs> oh man and that is it guys that's the that's all that I got from the email from Britt for uh, the stories that she uh, picked as always guys hang in there around the world you people around the globe if you're still quarantined or if uh, the government local government is letting you guys out little by little or to certain places yeah it can't last forever so you know take it easy read a book play some video games just relax exercise uh, write a book You know, now you got some free time right but with that, we are flattered. Thank you very much for coming here every week and listening to what the RPA Network has to offer. You know, the multiple shows, the video shows. Hopefully you find something you like. And in the future, we have some interviews coming up. And remember, tomorrow, Tuesday, is a brand new show of Aaron's Horror Show with Aaron Frail. I think he's doing a movie review. I love his reviews. They're, uh, they're pretty funny. I like listening to him as he's uh, <laughs> talking about movies. And of course, this Wednesday, there will not be... new show of Terry's Mysterious Moments with Terry from Texas. But yeah, remember this past Friday, all the new videos just released. And also thank you to the premium members for supporting RPA and the network. We use it to uh, pay the bills, keep the lights on, all that good stuff. And if you want to become a premium member, it's only $3.99 a month. Cancel anytime. Unlimited access. You get all the previous archived RPA episodes, the bonus episodes, listener story episodes, interviews, and also a little bit over 30 audiobooks of folklore from other cultures around the world. Hours upon hours upon hours of content, and it's only $3.99, a very, very fair price, and it helps support the network. And how do you get that premium access? You just go to realparanormalactivity.com, big old button there that says Get Premium Access. And press that button and you get to create your own account your own username and password and also if you have the rpa app which is free you can also register sign up through the app or if you already are a premium member log in through the app fully functional and also remember we're everywhere use your favorite podcast catcher and just do a search for real paranormal activity the podcast network we should come up or if you're at work listen to us at work We are also on all the major audio streaming platforms, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, etc., etc. We are everywhere. And so with that, I am calling it. The show's been produced by myself and Brittany and it was also made possible by LaFoz Corporation. And, man, we love you. Oh, yeah, we do. As always, thank you, man. Good night.